0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Hops and Fears, the podcast that pairs a craft beer with a horror movie. Before we get into the episode, we want to talk about some plugs and where you can find us online.
1: You can find us on Instagram. Our handle is at Hops and Fears.
0: We are on Twitter at Hops Fears.
1: You can email us. Our email address is hopsandfears at gmail.com.
0: Feel free to reach out to us if you want to discuss <laughs> movies, beers with us. Uh, if you have a beer podcast, let us know. We would like to plug you on our show.
1: Yes, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and tell your friends.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. Bye. bye.
0: Welcome back to another episode of Hops and Fears, the podcast that pairs a crappier with the horror movie. My name is Bob.
1: My name is Kathleen.
0: And. With quarantine going on, we've been doing a lot of TV and film watching. Yes, and lately, uh, we've been watching The Leftovers.
1: We have. Well, we've only watched three episodes, (laughs) but
0: but I'm loving it so far. It's it's a downer of a show. We can kind of tell that already from the first three episodes. I know. That's what I'm so curious about. It's like it's like a insane concept. Where, uh, granted, we're talking about a show that's like four years old. At this point, so so listeners, if you're familiar with it, uh, no spoilers, but you know we'll, we'll probably provide some more feedback about what we think about the show as we watch it. But it's only three seasons, yeah, which is nice. It'll be a nice tight watch.
1: And I don't know anyone that has seen it. Like I don't, I don't personally know anyone that's watched it.
0: Um, I I just know my buddy David and his wife Mary. They watched the first season, mm-hmm. but that's oh, about yeah, it. That's right. Uh, but no the leftovers is a really cool concept about how one day 2% of the population just up and disappears. Yeah. And it's about the people that are left over yes. who deal with their loved ones missing. Um, is it a there's sign a from cult? God? Yeah. There's a cult involved, uh, a lot of religious of, over and utter tones for that matter. Um, but yeah, it's a really intense show. Uh, I'm a part of a music community called uh, Chorus.fm. And they we talk about a bunch of things on there that aren't just music. And uh, they had a thread about The Leftovers. And I was like, hey, I'm going to start watching The Leftovers. and <laughs> So many people responded were like, um, I don't know if this is the kind of show you want to watch during this like really depressing time we're living in right now. I was like, I'll take that as a challenge. Fuck yeah. it. Um, yeah, this is definitely a downer of a show.
1: Oh, yeah. That's like on like Saturday morning, Bob's like, do you want to watch The Leftovers? And I was like, that's a nighttime show. <laughs> That's not a it's sunny, beautiful outside kind of show.
0: What's funny is that last night, so it was Sunday night. You decided you want to watch the movie *Prisoners*. Yes, I did with Jake Gyllenhaal, Paul Dano, uh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Jackman,
1: Viola Davis.
0: Fantastic movie. It was so. But funny. it is a fucking downer. Yep. Yes, like I went to bed just like in a funk last night. I was yeah. like, because I've already seen the movie. I was like, this movie gets real dark.
1: Yeah. It, it, it,
0: I said to you when we started watching it and now that you've seen both, like, do you feel it's similar to gone baby gone?
1: Yeah. Especially because in the same vein of like, what, like, what would you do in that situation? Like if you were, if you were in an unimaginable situation, what would you do? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Both movies deal with child abduction and it's like, how far would you go to like either solve the case or, if it's one of your family members that are taken, like how far would you go to enact vengeance yeah. or just do it like straight up like vigilante justice?
1: Yeah. It's Paul, J- Paul Jackman. Hugh Jackman, well, like I've never seen him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Duke can fucking act. Yes, he can. He is so, he runs the gamut in that whole, you know, like yeah. he's just super, so, super happy, go lucky in the beginning. And then yeah. he just gets like angry and then just yep. really depressing and just like, to the bottom pits of hell
1: yep. his
0: whole character and
1: he and god jake Hall can do no wrong oh just,
0: jake, jake Hall is just
1: i've loved him ever since the october sky
0: <laughs> he's definitely one of those actors that i feel like i would also say like leo's also win. Where like every time i see them in a movie i'm just like god they just nailed it
1: the, yeah like in the first like within five seconds of jake Hall being on screen like he like had this tick That he gave his character.
0: I can't even do it without feeling like I'm crunching my whole face in.
1: How do you remember your lines, like, say in character and do that all at the same time? (laughs) Like, not actually having a tick like that, but like actively doing it.
0: I have no idea. Yeah, it's just. Just interesting choices. He's got kind of like an edgy haircut because he plays a detective.
1: Yeah. He has a neck, neck tat. He's
0: got like a hand tat. Like he's just kind of like. Yeah. He's, he's You could just tell he's a dude that's got a story. Yeah. Like the, the whole tick thing also kind of adds to it too. Yeah. It's like he has like a.
1: I'd like a detective Loki backstory please.
0: Yeah. Exactly. A prequel? <laughs> Prisoner. S- singular. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so we just been watching <laughs> some depressing shit funny lately. Funny, like
1: a Loki movie came out, and everyone thought it'd be like Marvel Loki, but it's actually just like Jake Gyllenhaal's backstory from Prisoners.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, when's uh, when's Thor getting involved? Yeah, or Odin, or where's
1: Tom Hiddleston?
0: Yeah, And yeah, that was interesting. His last name was Loki. Yeah, isn't is Loki's the angel of death? Is that what is that what Loki is in the Bible? Mm-hmm. I forget. I'm, I'm thinking of the movie He's a Dogma Norse God. too. Or maybe he's a Norse god. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. But, uh, but isn't there a Loki in the Bible? No. Hmm. I'm thinking of Dogma. Because there's Loki, which was...
1: Matt Damon, right? Matt Damon, yeah. right. And then Ben Affleck was... But they're who? angels. They're <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah.
0: Yeah. why so I thought they were angels of death. Oh. Mm. Maybe I could be wrong. Other it's been a while think, since I've yeah. seen Dogma, let alone well, read the Bible. <laughs> yes. That's a movie I, I want to rewatch while we're yeah. quarantining. Yes. For sure. Yeah, we need to watch more happy shit.
1: <laughs> we watch King of the Hill.
0: Yeah. I mean, Bobby Hill forever. just gives me the just best. the best feels. One
1: of my top 10 favorite TV characters. Oh my time. God.
0: He's so good. Just so good hearted. So yeah.
1: just anything that he says, I'm just like, Bobby.
0: <laughs> For the rest of quarantine. Is there anything that you have on your bucket list that you want to watch her do? Um, like, is there any movie you've never seen or a TV show that you've never seen that you're just like, no better time than now?
1: Not really. Because I already watch all the shows I want to watch. Like, Nailed It. Friends. Maybe New Girl, because I started like the first few seasons and then I kind of fell off.
0: I li- I'd mm-hmm. like New Girl a lot. I've watched everything except for the last season. Yeah. Because they did like a shortened last season to kind of tie it all together. Yeah. But I thought New Girl was hilarious. It has some of my favorite characters, I too. I think
1: one of the last episodes I watched was when Prince was in it.
0: Oh, yeah. So that's that's probably the last third of the show. Yeah. So you, you definitely saw a lot of it then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because weren't Nick and Jess together and like they were fighting or had broken up and he like helped them get back together
0: yes yeah there's there's a lot of will they won't be between yeah. those two throughout the the series yeah yeah nick is one of my favorite characters for yeah. sure schmidt is so charming and yeah. that that dude what's his name max greenberg max yeah that dude's awesome yeah but i also really like uh winston
1: <laughs>
0: uh because he's just like a strange guy like yeah. they just let his freak 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 flag fly yeah. throughout the entire series And he's just a real oddball. And I really appreciate that.
1: Yeah. No. Not really.
0: My big one was was the leftovers. Mm -hmm. We were kind of going back and forth between the leftovers or the Sopranos. I was like, well, let's do the leftovers because that's shorter. I know I I can commit to that more than the Sopranos time-wise.
1: Yeah. Time-wise, we're here for another month.
0: Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, not not that like... The Sopranos is really an uplifting show either. like That's not a show you're probably going to want to binge like yeah. you would other shows. I mean, we already know <laughs> from The Leftovers. It's like, it's like a one or two. And be like, all right, let's put this down. Let's walk away from this for a little bit.
1: Yeah, like I started a Ted Bundy documentary. <laughs> and I was like, after one episode, I was like, I'm good for the night. I don't need another one.
0: That was maybe the most depressing thing we've watched during yeah. quarantine. Yeah. Oof.
1: Because it's real. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Because it's real, and we're also hearing from like people that were affected by T- yeah. Ted Bundy. It wasn't like cops who were like, "Yeah, he was a real scoundrel. Yeah. He's always getting away."
1: It was his very first victim who survived his attack. She spoke, mm. um, which mm. she I don't think she ever had before. His longtime girlfriend, who she definitely hasn't before. His girlfriend's daughter. Um, his victims like sisters and friends like the girls that lived in the house of his second victim it's just Mm. uh, they were like they were like she's like i one of the roommates was like i went to bed that night and locked that door and the next morning it was unlocked Mm. Mm -hmm. nope
0: yeah i thought she was gone didn't think anything of it until they looked at her bed and they saw blood through the bed he like made the bed before he left oh
1: such a terrible man
0: but he's so cute like Zach Efron though. No. <laughs> no, he, he had the crazy eyes. The Look crazy at eyes. like any picture of Ted Bundy. He's not like this attractive person like people like to think he is.
1: It was because like the thing is is he was such a chameleon. Like he could change the way he looked.
0: Mm. Yes, he, he
1: lost like twenty pounds in a week. So he could escape from prison for the third time.
0: said Atkin's diet. <laughs> or whatever diets were big in the seventies. Yeah. 70s. yeah. Insanity. Speaking of insanity and insane coal miners, I think it's about time we crack into the beer for this episode.
1: Let's do it.
0: Hard to believe. Harmony, the small town slice of Norman Rockwell, is the murder capital of America. The Valentine's Day celebration approaches and it's been nearly 10 years since this God-fearing community was shaken to its core when local miner Harry Warden went on a killing spree taking the lives of 22 men, women, and children before being buried alive in the very mine he once worked.
2: But after a decade, have the residents of Harmony been able to recover from the trauma? I'm here with County Sheriff Axel Palmer, who has this to say. What happened was a long time ago. We're all just trying to move on. Sheriff, do you ever worry that these horrific events might repeat themselves? Well, no. you and the media would just love that to happen. Why don't you people just stop coming back here every year hoping for some kind of, some kind of fucking horror show? To mark the stupidest holiday, a greeting card company ever invented.
1: Cheers.
0: Oh, yeah. I feel like it's been a minute since we've done a porter on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We are drinking Rugged Coal Miner Robust Porter from Scorched Earth Brewing Company.
1: Where is Scorched Earth?
0: They are out of Algonquin, Illinois.
1: Algonquin.
0: Which is further downstate, which is in McHenry County, I believe.
1: Very nice. I don't really know that much about the geography of Illinois. Like I had to look up where Mount Vernon was the other day, and I always thought Mount Vernon was north. It's not. It's real far south.
0: Is it really? Yeah. I didn't know there was a Mount Vernon, Illinois. Yeah. I know there's one in Ohio, kind of near where I grew up. And then there's one... Where's, like, the Mount Vernon? The, like... Was it Wa- George Washington that lived there?
1: Martha's Vineyard? No.
0: Maybe it was Washington. I feel like it was an, one of the first presidents lived in Mount Vernon.
1: I, I've been there wherever George Washington was from. It's Virginia. Alexa. Where was George Washington from? George Washington was born in Westmoreland County, Virginia. Alexa, where did George Washington live after his presidency?
2: Here's something I found on reference.com. George Washington spent his childhood growing up
0: on Ferry Farm, located opposite Fredericksburg,
1: Virginia, on the Rappahannock River. That did not help me. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah.
0: Oh, so yeah, geography. Not one of my stronger subjects, as we learned, because we bought Trivial Pursuit <laughs> to help us buy time during quarantine, which we played.
1: Yes. And I won.
0: Yes. Yes, you did. That, that game is fun because it, it kind of takes a while, which I like. I like games yeah. that take a while.
1: But it's not like you just roll the dice, and then you move, and then someone else rolls the dice, and then you move. It's like you roll the dice, and then you have to answer a question. So, like, it... It's fun every time. I
0: and mean, I like that you can switch directions too. I thought yeah. that was really fun because I apparently I've never like actually played Trivial Pursuit. I you know? haven't. I guess we've only just played with like the cards, cards. yeah. And they're always like really outdated and asking questions from like 1980, and we're like, yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now we got like, what show did Ariana Grande get her start on? The answer is Victorious on Nickelodeon.
0: <laughs> oh, that wasn't a Disney show. Mm-mm. Oh, I thought it was Disney.
1: She's not a Disney girl. Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez were Disney girls. Miley Cyrus was a Disney girl. I, I, I don't... Zach Efron was a Disney girl.
0: <laughs> I knew that. I knew about... Yeah. Vanessa Hudgens.
1: Yep. Yeah. Ashley Tisdale. The Jonas Brothers were on Disney. They yeah. had Camp Rock with Demi Lovato and then they had their own show. Where they, I think, originally were supposed to play Spies, but they ended up just being a, a boy band. Because, of course, it was called Jonas, and then there was Jonas L.A.
0: <laughs> Jonas-la.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Interesting. I wonder how their careers would be different if they didn't do the band thing and they decided to do the Spies. I
1: don't know. Well, I mean, they were already a band before that.
0: Yeah, no, no,
1: no. they got the show because they were the Jonas Brothers. They were already the Jonas Brothers.
0: Gotcha. Okay, I thought their music career was a step off of...
1: Nick was on Broadway before the band even started. Nick was on Broadway when he was like five. What? Yeah.
0: Okay, these kids got more talent than I thought. Oh,
1: they're really... Nick is incredibly talented. Kevin's a really good guitarist, too. Yeah? Yeah, Kevin's pretty talented, too. Like, he's just not as good of a singer as Nick and Joe. But Nick is incredibly talented he plays every instrument damn
0: yeah is he the one that did like drums and stuff Mm-hmm. yeah
1: Yep. he plays the piano plays the guitar he plays the drums there we but go. when they perform like most shows like sometimes Nick will get on the drums but most shows Joe is just singing sometimes he'll play guitar Kevin plays guitar and Nick plays guitar
0: there you go I mean that makes yeah, sense they're, yeah. they're the face of the group they should be like interacting with mm-hmm. the crowd it's yeah. really hard to do that on drums yeah Unless you're Tommy Lee and you want to float and spin above the crowd. Yes. But not everybody can do that. No.
1: Nope. <laughs> Nick Jonas is not doing that.
0: <laughs> he should though. Everybody should. I want yeah. to do that. Um like so What we, would
1: happen if Tommy Lee would have dropped a stick? Would it have killed somebody?
0: No. He wouldn't have been that high up unless like oh. someone was looking up and like it like went through their eyeball. Oh. But drumsticks oh. are also ninety nine percent of them are not that heavy.
1: Hmm. But it's still falling wood.
0: True. Plus, if it's splintered, if he's been playing with it yeah. for a while, because starting like the late '90s, he was actually using like these metal drumsticks that had plastic coverings. I know because I, I had a pair, not his, but another drummer's pair. I was one of the Lars Ulrich ones from from Metallica. Was he helped put those on the map?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, those were heavy. Yeah. Like it's literally like pieces of metal.
1: How does that? What kind of sound does that make?
0: It's really. I mean, it's covered in plastic. All the all the parts of the stick that would actually hit the drums or the cymbals are all made of plastic. So they're, it's like very like loud and um. plasticky. Yeah. Okay. I feel like if you had a snare drum in the other room and you hit hit it with the with the wood stick versus one of those, I feel like I'd be able to pick up the difference.
1: Got it. Yeah. Who would have thought when we started this podcast, we talk about Molly Crew as much as we do? They were heavily featured in one episode. I mean, we named a whole title after one of their songs.
0: Oh, yeah. That was the Idle Hands episode, right? Yeah, Shout Out the Devil. That's right.
1: And then we talked about when we watched The Dirt, and I cried. Never. If you would have told me before we watched The Dirt that I was going to cry, I wouldn't have believed you. Same. Yeah. Same. Balled my eyes out. Mm -hmm. And here we are talking about Molly Crew again.
0: Yeah. Oh, they're on my mind because Tommy Lee was just on Your Mom's House podcast, Mm -hmm. and that interview was just great. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He seems just like a very chill
0: dude. Gives no fucks vibe. at all. He's gotten everything he's ever wanted out of life. Yeah. There's no reason for him to to care that much. Plus, that's just who he is, anyway. Yeah. He said, like you even said, he's like you're like he seems like a more like stoner vibe. I was like, he's just a South, Southern California boy. Like yeah. he just, yeah, bro, yeah. Dude, and like the yeah. thing
1: is, is like he had like a good childhood. Like yeah. So, like, it's it's just interesting because I feel like most, like, rock bands of that age, like, especially the other members of Motley Crue, just had, like, shitty childhoods. Oh, yeah. But, like, he had loving parents. He had a sister. And, like, even in, in that episode of, his mom, of Your Mom's House, like, he even talked about his parents. He's like, God bless my parents. Like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's just a well-adjusted dude who yeah. just.
1: Did a lot of drugs, banged a lot of girls, and played he, a lot of rock and roll.
0: Yeah, for sure. Just the whole band just went really hard in that lifestyle, yeah. and Tommy uh, Lee's the best like, one out of it. Really like in
1: that interview when he was like when they were talking because Tom Segura and Christina P were like talk. They wanted to know what like drugs were like, and <laughs> they asked about heroin. And he's like, "Yeah, just me. And one other member did heroin. Like refused to say Nikki Six, yeah. even though everyone knows you're talking about Nikki Six, bro. He famously died from a heroin overdose, and then came back to life."
0: and then went home to shoot up again. Yeah. Yeah. Damn.
1: Everyone knows who you're talking about, Tommy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like one of the most famous heroin addicts that's lived. Yeah. to tell the tale about it. Do you
1: think he still does heroin?
0: No. No. He probably like, drinks and, and smokes and weed, he but that's, his that's probably about that. Probably about it. Yeah. Unfortunately, the only one that seems to have any sort of issues nowadays is Vince Vince Neal. Yeah. Yeah, he still like drinks and he's all bloated and looks like he just drinks he all the time. Is
1: Really bloated, yeah. Also, the guy who played Vince Neal in the movie is actually much more attractive than actual Vince Vince Neal.
0: I'd agree with that. He's a studly dude. Vince Neal, I don't think was ever attractive. No, yeah, charismatic as a motherfucker, though.
1: And I also say that about the guy who played Nikki Six,
0: yeah, more attractive than Nikki Six,
1: yeah. We haven't actually once talked about what this beer is,
0: <laughs> nor the brewery. No, uh, no we haven't. And I'm
1: almost done with mine.
0: I know. I'm, I was I'm, also
1: drinking it before.
0: Yeah. I'm almost halfway done here. But no, this is uh, from Scorch Earth Brewing Company. And we lucked out because we have another brewery website that doesn't just tell their story, but they also say their story. They have also have a video on here. I am going to play that.
2: Jen always wanted to start her own business here in the county. We never know when and how that would happen, but the right opportunity came in the right time where uh, my passion for home brewing, my love for craft beer, and our interest in starting a business, in this case a brewery in our county. What I like to showcase here is um, our equipment and the processes. So we have an open fermenter here at the brewery, and we'll have two more here shortly. And uh, this is a traditional way of fermenting beer. Basically, it it looks like a stock pot on your stove, um, but we have a lid, and instead of keeping the lid down, we open the lid up while it's going through its fermentation process. And it allows for all these complex aromas and flavors that you wouldn't traditionally get in a closed fermentation process. Uh, Sour beers bring a new group of people into the brewery that we wouldn't capture. Those beers allow us to do things and feature things within our county, local fruits, local honey, and so we've used raspberries, we've used grapes from our family's vineyard, we've used apple cider, and um, it allows us, again, to uh, uh, take this whole breadth of what we have here in terms of um, these berries and fruits and everything else and turn them into something completely different and expand the palates and minds of other beer drinkers or even people who aren't beer drinkers right now because so much beer has been industrialized, Um, it's been about quick, efficient and consistent and craft beer is not necessarily about that, craft beer is about flavor and aroma and unique and um, we certainly like to think that we do that here at Scorched Earth.
0: I really love what he says at the end there where it's uh, craft beer is about flavor, aroma and being unique. Yeah. Because I yeah. don't know anyone that drinks like what's an easy target, like a Bud Light. And it's just like, man, the flavor of this is just, just flavor. So good. Yeah.
1: No, Bud Light tastes like pee.
0: <laughs> Bud Light will get you there. If that's what you're looking for a hundred percent, just like any other beer. Um, but no, like the dude nailed it. Um, with it being about flavor and being unique. That's just what, that's what got me into craft beer was yeah. like beer can taste like this. Yeah. Are you kidding me?
1: I'd agree with that.
0: First, okay. first time you have like a, a stout that kind of tastes like chocolate. You're like, what?
1: I mean Guinness. Yeah.
0: You have like two 14. of those. You have two of those. You have a buzz and you're like, oh my God, this like chocolatey fizzy drink kind yep. of gets me toasted. Oh yep. yeah. Yeah.
1: When I was 14, I had a Guinness for the first time and it tasted like a chocolate milkshake and I never looked back.
0: <laughs> I think this beer is a little chocolatey It
1: is It's made with Chocolate malt and northern brewer hops It's very chocolatey
0: This is just a really solid porter
1: It's really good I'm It's really, not smoky which I like
0: Yeah it's more It's got just enough like bitterness to it
1: It's a little malty Yeah Yeah. Hmm. I'm all done with mine so I can't smell it but it tasted
0: good. I was trying to read the bottom of this. It says drink. I'll drink local. Oh. And this, this was canned right after Christmas.
1: Which we've been doing. We've been drinking nothing but local since we've been in quarantine. Yep.
0: And that's that's another thing that he brings up in that video. It's like they're using all these local, local fruits, local honeys, and all this stuff. Like when you support a brewery, especially if it's like a... More like down home sort of brewery like Scorched Earth. They're also probably partnered up with people that they also want to help out. Yeah, 100%. so you're not just helping out Scorched Earth. You're also helping out other local farmers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So, you know, we said in the last <laughs> several episodes here, but supporting local businesses yep. is very important. And uh, I mean, if you're going to get good beer out of it, then why the hell not support Almost them?
1: Almost every meal we had Friday, Saturday, and Sunday was from somewhere local we cook mostly during the week. Yeah. And then on the weekends is when we kind of splurge. Now that we're in week 4 of quarantine.
0: Oh, man. I don't like to count this by weeks.
1: I have a like a like a notebook for work so I can like write down things cuz I'm more like if I'm talking to somebody, I like writing things down more than typing it on the computer. Um so every day since, cause you started quarantine on a Monday. I started quarantine on a Wednesday. Cause I still went into the office those first two days until it was mandatory for me to work from home. Um,
0: I technically started the Friday before because that's when the first time oh I was yeah. able to work from home. That's true. Yeah.
1: So you did start that Friday. Cause what the Monday, it, it was the 16th, was when that Monday, like technically, yes. like when we were supposed to be, it wasn't quite yet shelter in place, but like social distance to the extreme um, was the 16th. And then, so I started, I used to work from home every Friday in general. So I was also home that Friday, but I went to the office Monday and Tuesday and then started my work from home forever on (laughs) Wednesday, March 18th. And every day since then, in my little journal for work, I've been writing the date and the day and today was day 20. Oh, Oh,
0: yep. well, we got at least a whole another month of this yep. for the entire month of April. We
1: sure do. But we've been getting out. We've been running and walking and I went for a run today and I got a little sunburn on my face.
0: It's a good thing for an April, I think, in, yeah. in Chicago. Just
1: because it was, it was like a little overcast was actually the worst time to go out and not wear sunscreen.
0: Is that because there's like water particles in the air? So it just reflects more? Something
1: like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wasn't well, it? Is it, is it the same thing? That's also like if you're like in the water, you also get right about a really bad tan because you're around things that are like yeah, reflecting like all the time. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's hmm. why when you live in Florida and go to the beach, you're like a tannist you've ever been. I Miss living in Florida for that reason, and for my family.
0: I'm gonna go swimming soon.
1: Can't do that anytime soon. Technically, we can get a membership to one of the local pools, but they are not going to be open anytime soon.
0: (laughs) That won't do us any good, no. Nope. Not at all. So the reason we are drinking Rugged Coal Miner is because we paired this with the 2009.
1: Mm, Yes. Yes, yes. uh,
0: remake of My Bloody Valentine.
1: We sure did.
0: And before you say it, guess we're well aware it's not fucking Valentine's Day. (laughs) We just happened to find this beer and I was like, oh, well, I know that's a movie. Yeah. And you already knew this movie existed because you love Supernatural. I do. So therefore you knew Jensen Ackles. Ackles. I always want to call him Jensen Heckles. Nope.
1: Yeah. (laughs) He's not Mr. Heckles' son from Friends. No. Mr. Heckles didn't have any friends.
0: No. Or children. And he died alone.
1: He did die alone, trying to get Monica and Rachel and friends to shut up by (laughs) banging his roof on the ceiling. (laughs) Speaking of, now that we're home all the goddamn time, we hear our neighbors more than we've ever heard them. And they're fucking loud. Yeah, they are. There's this one guy who I don't know if he's playing a video game or if it's just him. But like almost every night we just hear him go, yeah. He's he's
0: got to be playing video games. It's like in the same
1: pitch and frequency and duration of time every time.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. The more I think about it, he's got to be playing video games. Game because
1: there's no way that's him every time.
0: He's just alone. He's just reading a book.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's he's reading like the Sunday comics, and he's just like Ziggy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's really into that. What is it? Not the Family Stone the
0: family circus. Yes. <laughs> oh man.
1: But yes, I do. I love Supernatural. I love Jensen Ackles. I love Jared Padalecki. Um, I have not watched season 15 of Supernatural, so no spoilers, please. We don't have cable, and <laughs> I just don't have the time to try to watch CW on my computer. I'll just wait until the season's done and I'll watch it on Netflix, but I want to get I won't get to watch the series finale live. Which I'm okay with, but
0: this last season isn't done yet. No. Oh, when does that? I figured that would be like a fall show.
1: It starts in the fall, but oh, really? it's like 22 episode season. You can take a break for I guess Christmas, it's true. and Damn. so it's probably close to being done. Gotcha. Yeah, actually, let's check.
0: Because I remember you were getting really excited when it was coming up. I yeah. I just thought that maybe it'd be done by now, Mm-mm. being that it's April.
1: Let's see. So, oh, the last episode is going to be called Carry On.
0: Well, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. So, see, episode 13 aired on March 23rd. So, this must be their mid-spring break. Because that was two weeks ago tonight. Oh, my God, you guys. (laughs) The yeah guy just (laughs) said it. Maybe he can hear us. I hope that picked I hope that got picked up I hope it did
0: too (laughs) oh man
1: I really hope that got picked up
0: three we just got three of them in a row in about the last 20 seconds yes
1: we did whatever's
0: going on in that guy's apartment it's just it's the greatest day in his life and I'm so glad that he's just sharing his joy I don't find it obnoxious or anything I I find it really fun
1: yeah but going back to Supernatural, episode 13 aired uh, on the 23rd, and there's going to be 20 episodes this season. Okay. Yeah. So, probably May? No. Later than that. June.
0: You said this is the 15th season?
1: 15th season. Damn. So, there are 20 episodes. Well, season 13 had 23 episodes. Season 14 also had 20, and season 15 has 20. Wow. Yeah. So, this, so the show started in 2007 so this was oh actually shit the show started in 2005 i got into it in 2007 so much so much is going on outside right? i don't know what's <laughs> going on um but the show started in 2005
0: is this the first time you've ever seen jensen in a movie
1: no i saw him in a movie with Danielle ackles which is his wife i don't remember what it was called
0: was it another like sci-fi horror thing? No, that's it wasn't similar sci-fi at all. Supernatural. Okay.
1: He was kind of. They like worked at a convenience store or something. What was that movie called?
0: Ackles and Ackles.
1: It's called Ten Inch Hero. An artist gets a job at a beachside sandwich shop where she hangs out with a techie, a flirt, a rocker, a hippie, and a Wiccan. <laughs> um, what's her face? Clay Duval is in it.
0: Oh yeah, I know Clay Duval from the faculty.
1: Har noise. Oh, she was in Keith. And Jensen and Danielle. And then I don't recognize any of these other people. But yeah, no, I've seen that. And then other than that, no, I haven't seen him in a movie. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Nope. I didn't know this was like his first foray into a feature length film. Which I thought it made sense because you know Supernatural is kind of horror related.
1: Yeah, I mean he's mostly done television. He was in a short movie in 2004. He was in a movie called Devour in 2005. Ten Inch Hero, My Bloody Valentine. He was a voice in a Batman movie, Under the Red Hood. He was a voice in the Tron video game. Hmm. He's a voice. He's been a voice in a bunch of video games.
0: I wonder if he does his Supernatural voice. Maybe.
1: His Batman voice. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I mean, I mean, he's been in Supernatural for 15 years. And before, he's mostly done TV shows. Like, he got a start on sitcoms. Not sitcoms. Um, soaps. Soaps. Yeah. Like, his Wishbone, Sweet Valley High, Mr. Rhodes, Sybil, and then he was on 21 episodes of Days of Our Lives. There you go. Maybe he worked with Dr. Drake Mormore.
0: <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I mean, all I've ever seen of Supernatural is whenever I've like, watched episodes with you. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought it was interesting to watch him in this because he's always like, at least from what I've seen of Supernatural, he's seems very like, confident and he's like a hero type. Yeah. Kind of not in this. No. So I thought it was kinda of interesting to see him like that.
1: Yeah. I will say though, it was it was weird or interesting to see him in a somewhat similar role to Dean. Like just weird shits going on and trying to figure it out but not having Dean's voice. <laughs> Cause like Jensen kinda Jensen has a little bit of a deeper voice. Yeah,
0: he's got a low baritone yeah, voice. Yeah,
1: but his Dean voice is like, he's like trying to be Batman. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can't take that seriously when when I, you
1: get uh, used to it after a while. Like, yeah, I, don't, yeah. Like, I
0: could see like getting used to it
1: for sure. Yeah. But it's just meant to signify that he's had a hard life of drinking and he does like, I'm pretty sure Dean is a functioning alcoholic. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Hmm. I don't know if Dean would classify himself as a functioning alcoholic, but yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, he's seen some shit. (laughs) If you've watched all 15 seasons of Supernatural, you would agree. But I haven't watched season 15 yet. So again, no spoilers, please.
0: And 15, nothing happens. Everything's perfectly normal. So my bloody Valentine 3D. It's worth noting this was in 3D because right off the bat, this movie does a classic thing that, like, really terrible movies do. And it just gives you, like, an exposition dump right in the first two minutes. It's something they talk about all the time, like, how did this get made? Mm-hmm. Towards, like, rather than, like, writing in, like, nuance, they're just, like, here's all the information you need to know. And, like, this is, like, our jump off point. Without being, like, yeah. creative about it, they are just, like, in, th- in this, it was, like, 3D newspaper articles that are, like, flying yeah. in and out. That just let you know that there was... A explosion that happened at a mine, uh,
1: coal mine.
0: At a coal mine, I was going to say minefield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at a coal mine, and I, I'm going to say Jensen, but what, what was his name? Tom. Tom. Tom was. A lot of people thought it was Tom's fault because it was his dad's uh, coal mine, and apparently like he didn't check something, so therefore the explosion was because of him.
1: Oh, is that what?
0: Yeah, that, that, that's why people were, were blaming him.
1: Oh. I did not pick up on that.
0: And I could never figure this out because we didn't watch this with subtitles like we, we do sometimes. Was it Harry Warden or Henry?
1: Oh, I wrote Harry.
0: Okay, I wrote Henry, but the, but towards the end I was like, I think it's Harry. I think I was wrong. I
1: think it's Harry. Yeah, I think
0: it is Harry. But no, Harry Warden is like the killer that that, that was in a coma. That woke up and then started killing people.
1: Yeah, Well, because they do say that it wasn't the fire that killed those men. Like, th- he had killed them with a pickaxe.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 But the, the explosion happened because of Tom, though. Because like one yes. of the articles that popped up, it was like his patron said, like, I forgot to bleed the lines or something like that. Yeah. So it was just like, it's his fault that his dad's coal mine blew up. Yeah. Therefore, it was like one of the town massacres. And then this one guy went crazy. Yeah. So it was like a tragedy on tragedy. Yeah. Essentially, that happened. Um,
1: and then it was like the next year or two years later.
0: Yes. Because Harry was in a coma. Yes. Because of the accident. Yeah. After killing people. And then he wakes up and is still murderous. Yeah.
1: He wakes up on Valentine's Day. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I was so confused about the Valentine's anything in this movie. Yeah. Is it just because he woke up on Valentine's Day?
1: Yeah. So he woke up on Valentine's Day and killed everybody in the hospital. <laughs> like, how? How did he do that? How did he kill an entire hospital filled with people?
0: Half the people are torn in half. Yeah. There's like really like jokey like body parts all around. It's like, okay, what?
1: Tarps ripped out. Like, he somehow ripped over their ripped, ripped open their chest cavity. And took their hearts out.
0: (laughs) He was in hospital. Maybe he fired up one of those like saws that they used to like saw through chest plates.
1: Your sternum?
0: Your sternum. Yeah. That's that's tough.
1: Yeah. It's solid bone.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Not a fan of that.
1: In a hospital. (laughs) It's not like he had his pickaxe with him.
0: No. So he was just using hospital tools in his bare hands. Yeah. Fucking gnarly. Yeah. Like right off the bat, this movie doesn't fuck around with the over-the-top gore.
1: Oh, no, it does not. And there's
0: plenty more in Before this movie. Before we
1: even get going, what was my hot factor?
0: You started off real strong. Yeah, I
1: did because it was intense.
0: Um, and I thought we were going to go for a record because I think maybe by the way, we're at the 20-minute like, mark in the movie, which is you and I both looked and we're like, wait, I feel like we're at the end of the movie yeah. right now. Because it was getting so intense and so crazy, twenty yeah. minutes in, we're like, "What the fuck?" I was fuck? like, "Did we
1: come? Did did we pull another the fog and something <laughs> else is happening?" Like,
0: well, I'd seen this movie once before, so I thought the same thing too. I was like, "Wait, we just rented this. Like, did we just like skip to like an hour into the movie? What yeah. the fuck happened?" No, we were twenty minutes in the movie. Yep,
1: we but sure no. were.
0: But the hops were for this were only twenty three. Hmm. And most of that was a lot of like Jesus Christ and why the fuck is this happening? And I hate this.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Also, I think it's important to note we were 13 minutes into the movie because I made that note. 13 minutes in and there's already like 20 dead bodies.
0: Oh, yeah. This movie is insanely violent, especially the first act is fucking crazy. Especially when
1: it's in 3D. So everything's like extra exaggerated. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I wish I would have seen this movie in 3D because it's. You can't do 3D and have it, like, be cool. Like, it's got to be, like, cheesy, like, someone pointing right at the camera. I love that shit. Yeah. I think that's so fun.
1: Yeah. Um, I do have to say that one of my favorite lines, I just, since we've been watching some pretty bad horror, I just love when there's corny dialogue. It just, I just laugh at it now. Like, I used to get really annoyed about it because I'd be like, just write better stuff. Yeah. But now I'm just like, I'm just going to take it. So one of the cops who comes to the hospital and finds all the bodies that are killed. And he, he, uh, Harry had drawn a heart over one of the women that he, one of the nurses that he killed. And then so one of the cops was like, like the two cops were talking to each other. And one of them just like looks into a window to like look at his reflection. He goes, happy fucking Valentine's Day.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, this is the type of movie that writes that dialogue because they know it's, like, a cheesy, yeah. like, zinger to put at the end of a scene before they can transition. Yeah. I'm fine for a movie, like, self does it. But it's it's kind of depressing to watch bad horror movies, which, again, we've done a lot. Yeah. It's just, like, it's obvious, like, they wrote this dialogue. We're just like, okay, it's dialogue. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Just keep moving. Not, like, intentionally being, like, happy fucking Valentine's Day. It's not, like, a cool thing to say. Yeah. I'm not really sure how much time I passed between the whole hospital massacre to what ends up being a party at the coal mine?
1: I think it's the same night.
0: Is it the same night?
1: I think it's meant to be. Is it really? I think so.
0: Holy shit. I
1: think, it, I think it's all supposed to take place in one night.
0: Whoa. Okay. That makes it seem even more insane Yeah. because there's a big party there of a bunch of like, so
1: like teenagers
0: and college kids, kids partying. The wouldn't
1: go back to the mine if they had known that Harry Warden escaped the hospital.
0: Good point. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. Okay. So that, and, like the
1: cops were already looking for him when they, when they got to the mine and he had killed everybody there too.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. That makes, that totally adds up then. Yeah. But what, I, what makes it really more insane for me is the fact that, yeah, a lot of kids are calling or partnering there, but we really get to know two couples there. Mm-hmm. We get to know, uh, Jamie King. Yep. Her name was Sarah, oh, Sarah. in the movie. She's dating...
1: Jensen. She's,
0: yeah, she's dating Tom, mm-hmm. who was a part of the accident that happened, yeah. who's been blamed across this... and Blamed for the entire thing, essentially. Yeah. Um, Axel.
1: Yep. Played by Kurt Smith. Second time he's made an appearance on the podcast.
0: Yes. Okay. Formerly in Final, Final Destination. Destination.
1: And Dawson's Creek.
0: And Dawson's Creek. I never watched Dawson's Creek, really. Okay.
1: Creek. Uh, my sister loved Austin's Creek so I loved Dawson's Creek Kelly didn't watch Austin's Creek
0: not really hmm. maybe on and off but not like oh, no. to where it affected my life I guess
2: yep
1: yeah
0: um, and then like a another woman Irene Irene oh yes yeah so so two couples there and they're like well let's, let's go into the cool mine you know they, they got a sixer they're like let's go back there let's go hang out let's party and then uh, Sarah brings it up to Tom and she was like, are you cool with this? And he's just like trying to put on a brave face. It's like,
1: yeah. what? Yeah.
0: Like this just happened. You're going to like go back into this coal mine where people are blaming you for blowing it up. Yep. That's insane. So
1: they walk in and he he gets really like freaked out when it happens. So he stays back. And then Sarah goes in and tries to find Irene and Axel and then she stumbles upon a guy who's like trying to be a dick and then gets attacked by Harry. And then she runs away and finds dead bodies strewn about.
0: Well, yeah. When that guy's attacked, like they do the classic thing of like someone jumps out to scare someone, but then the killer jumps out right behind them. Yeah. It's like a double scare. But when the killer jumps out, this is like one of our first 3d. Well, it's essentially the first 3d kill we get was he pickaxes him through the back of the head and the pickaxe goes through his skull and like has his eyeball at the end of it and it like juts like juts out at the audience yeah. I was like hell yeah. yeah that's how you use the 3D <laughs> over the top gore. yeah um and then we have another friend i thought this was actually really freaky I, I hate when this happens in movies it creeps me out um so our heroes they are all hiding from harry but then there's a, a, another bystander that comes up and he sees harry from behind and he's like Oh, man. Like, David, come on, man. Quick, you're freaking me out, man. You're freaking me out. Yeah. And he keeps, like, approaching Harry until Harry turns around. And then when this kid turns, he sees everyone's, like, telling him to shush. Be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, that's not who you think it is. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, the instant panic on that kid's face.
1: Yeah. Of course. And then he gets attacked.
0: Oh, yeah. He gets, he, gets, he gets the axe from the side of the head while he's on the ground.
1: Yes, he does.
0: Nasty. And then one of my favorite deaths is what happens when... I, was this Irene that attacks Harry? There was a woman that comes up and hits him with a shovel.
1: No, it wasn't Irene because that woman died. Okay. Remember, yeah. she gets the shovel to the mouth. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't Irene. Irene died in the hotel.
0: Oh, I didn't realize that was the same yeah. same woman. Okay. Completely went over my head. Um, no, there was a yeah, random girl that hits Harry with a shovel. He gets the best of her and then he takes the shovel Shoves it through her head from like, like in her open mouth. And then we get this insane visual of her bottom, bottom half falling. And then this is such a cool detail. To where her, the top of her head like pulls blood onto the shovel. And it kind of like moves around like it's like floating on the shovel. I thought that was really gnarly. Because most movies we just had the bottom half fall. Yeah. Like we saw that in Wrong Turn. When a yes. character gets axed and like, her body like falls down yeah. like down through the tree. We don't see what happens at the top half. Yeah. But this, we got both. I thought that was pretty unique.
1: Mm. Sure.
0: But the 3D doesn't stop there because they get chased through the coal mine. And when they get to their truck, they're all getting in there and they're trying to do a whole start the car thing. And the guy throws the pickaxe. Pickaxe goes toward towards the audience. Spins. Goes right into the windshield and then we get the point of it going right into right to the audience too. Yeah, just really hammering home the whole like pickaxe is coming for you through the screen. Yeah. Love that shit.
1: And then the three of them, Axel, Irene and Sarah, leave Tom alone with the killer because he came in because he heard everyone screaming and then he like gets attacked by them and instead of helping him, they just drive away. <laughs> just leave Tom to die. And then later in the movie Sarah, Sarah later in the movie, Sarah's like the manager of a grocery store. She works with a girl named Megan who is secretly banging her husband, who is Axel. And she's like, how did you, Megan was like, how did you and Axel start? Weren't you with Tom? Because Tom comes back to town. And she's like, well, Axel was there for me when Tom wasn't. It's like Girl You,
0: you left him You
1: left him You abandoned him to be murdered Oh,
0: yeah. uh, It's funny how she got that twisted, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah, so Tom's back in the in the coal mine there about to get attacked by Harry until the cops come in and just blow Harry away. Yep. Got there just in time and we're thirteen minutes into the movie. Yep. We're like what the fuck? No, we're 13
1: minutes into the movie at the hospital.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we're like 20 minutes into this movie yeah. at this point. I was like, holy shit. So much just happened in the first 20 minutes of this movie. This movie hits oh, the no, ground running. It was
1: 13 minutes, yeah, because my note before 13 minutes was just partying in a band of mine. That's smart. <laughs> so, but yeah, Harry killed 22 people that night.
0: Yeah. 22 men, women, and children. Yep. The movie doesn't show children, which Thank is God. good. Thank God. They just let you know how fucked up he is. Yeah. Because 10 years later, we, we get a flash forward. 10 years later, it's Valentine's Day. Again. That's comes comes weird. around every single year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's when we get that reveal that uh, that Sarah is with Axel now. Yep,
1: yeah, and hey. Axel is the town sheriff.
0: Yeah, you're like, whoa, a yeah. lot's changed in 10 years. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, Axel is cheating on Sarah. With but co-ed. With a co-ed, correct. And she gets him a box of chocolates. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't get you anything. <laughs> Lo and behold, she's like, you don't have to give me anything. You got me pregnant. Whoa. Yep. Prego bomb.
1: Yep. 25 minutes called, into the movie. Like, <laughs> she's like, that's okay. You don't have to get me anything. And she, like, smiles about it. It's like, ooh, this bitch wanted to get pregnant.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, he's the town sheriff. He probably makes money. He's like a local celebrity. Also turns back, Tom's back in town. He's back in town because he's selling his father's mine. He wants to get rid of it. It's a black mark on him. Yeah. Everything like that. He's even told that selling the mine isn't going to sit well with anyone in this town. No. So... Not only do people not like him, but the fact that he's like selling like the biggest money maker in their town, he's like double on people's shit list. Yeah. Since town's back in town, doesn't know anyone, he's going to stay at the Thunderbird Motel. <laughs> yep. Uh yeah, and as he's going to his room, he hears some people banging in the in the room next door and he's like, "Fucking great. I got to put up with this all night." Yep. Fantastic.
1: Yep.
0: Uh turns and- out it's a trucker and he's Having sex with one of the locals. He's
1: having sex with Irene.
0: With Irene. Yeah. From scene number two.
1: Yeah. And also, it's important to note that when Tom gets into the room, he starts taking pills.
0: Yes. Definitely worth noting. Yes. There's a there's a motif happening here. Yes. Setting stuff up.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, the trucker's a real piece of shit. He was filming them having sex. And without, he's married. And, and he's married. Filming her without her knowledge. Yep. And he has that horrible line where uh, she's like, I'm not some sort of hooker. And he grabs money and throws it. He's like, now you are. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man.
1: Yep. Such piece of shit. I'm glad he died. Um, But she grabs a gun. Doesn't (laughs) put any clothes on.
0: Butt naked. You know, I'll just say, like, horror movies will definitely show nudity for sure. But this is, like, full frontal nudity for, like, a five-minute sequence. In an
1: extended period of time, and yeah. she and she wanted to do it. Like the actress wanted to do it. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, I, I would hope that she wanted to do it.
1: No, they they, they wanted to cover her up. Uh huh. But she, but as an actress, she felt like it wasn't working.
0: Really? Yeah. So she just committed to being she just nude. She Committed
1: to being nude. Wow. Yeah.
0: That takes guts. Yeah. That's that's like, that's being we, very then, comfortable like, with yourself. I even,
1: read it in the trivia that if you remember she grabs a sheet and the gun and like they've they tried a bunch of takes where she like w- is wearing the sheet but it just wasn't working like she didn't feel like it was working
0: fair enough yeah i do like like the ballsy approach of just being uh, like out there naked but yeah she yeah you're right she grabs the gun she's just, like stomping out there just yeah. like fuck this piece of shit i'm gonna go tell him what's on my mind yeah it was like so full of herself, like not full of herself, but like confident where she's just like, fuck this. I don't need really clothes. Yeah. I'm going to go tell this motherfucker he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. So he opens up the truck to his cab.
1: And, and I really it, appreciated the fact that she wasn't like fake tits, McGee. No, no. She's just like normal boobs.
0: Normal boobs. They're
1: actually yeah. kind of small. Like when you think about what most nudity in horror movies are like.
0: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. again, Confident, yeah. She's like, I got a good body. Fuck this. Very nice body. I'm showing off. Yeah, you're right. That guy gets what's coming to him because he opens up the door to his cab. Guess who's there? Coal miner. Yeah, pickaxe right to the top of his bald skull. It was gnarly. Then we get an insane chase sequence where he chases Irene back into the into the motel. She hides under the bed, which is a classic place to hide.
1: Yep,
0: and. Oh, yeah. I guess we kind of forgot to mention there is a little person that's part of this motel.
1: Is she like the hotel ma- motel manager?
0: Yes. Yeah. And she has a dog. So she comes in thinking that the dog is in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she goes into the closet. Turns out coal miner's in there. And then she gets stabbed through the ceiling, which is an insane thing to see. Yeah. It's not very often you see a little person get attacked in a horror movie. Nope. So, and
1: they electrocuted.
0: Yeah. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then he finds Irene under the bed, and then he, like, rips the mattress off, and then she is smart enough to, like, block the blows of the pickaxe with the bed frame. Oh, yeah. She, like, pulls, she holds herself up against the wall with the bed frame, and then I don't remember how he finally got her. Did he do, because he got her in the stomach, right? Yeah, he got her in the stomach. Because, like, he kept going for her head, and she kept ducking and bobbing and weaving, and then he finally got her in the stomach.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cops show up, and we're noticing another thing here with Harry. He rips out her uh, the heart out of her chest. Yes, he does. He's got to thank for doing that.
1: Yeah, I will say that one of my earlier notes is shoes were very similar to what Jensen was wearing.
0: All oh, the shoes? Mm-hmm. I didn't pick up on the shoes. I, I guess I, I never saw Jensen's shoes. I
1: picked up on his shoes.
0: Mm-hmm. If you're gonna kill people you gotta switch your shoes on, yep. man you gotta yeah <laughs> spoiler oh t- yeah
1: spoiler jensen was the killer <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man
1: which i feel like was kind of lame like i feel like
0: Do so you think it's gonna be a red herring right yeah
1: that's exactly what i thought i was like he comes back and all of a sudden these killings are starting again It has to be because he's back, but I don't, I think it's kind of, I don't want to say lazy writing that it's him because it was kind of interesting. He had split personality disorder. He felt he, part of his personality was Harry. Part of his personality was Tom, but I feel like it would have been a lot more interesting if it was somebody else.
0: For sure. I like the angle that they take where they, for about 10 minutes there, they make you think it might be Axel because they they do a thing like you even call this like, like like a scream thing where like there's an attack at a house and then Axel shows up 5 minutes later. It's like, yeah. wow, it's a real convenient you were yeah. there, bud.
1: Yeah, like it's this it's a scene in the the grocery store when Sarah and Megan are closing up and they hear something. Like they hear someone come in. And Sarah's like, "Um, excuse me, we're closed." And then there's like this extended chase scene of the the minor trying to get to Megan and Sarah and he ends up finally getting Megan and then as soon as like Sarah like gets out of the building, Axel's all of a sudden there. Yeah. It's like, how'd you get there so fast, bro? She just called you.
0: Yeah. It's a like, little a little too convenient.
1: Two minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I just felt like it was kind of boring that it was Tom.
0: I, I agree. I mean, we, we've we seen movies where it's like someone has a split personality and it's like that. That's the twist is someone has a split personality yeah. and they don't maybe they don't realize that they're the ones committing the crime. Yeah. But yeah, this movie just wasn't clever about it. Like you said, like, they're, like we're 20 minutes and they're already showing him like taking pills. It's like, yeah. So you're going to show that, but you're not going to explain it. It's like, yeah. OK, well, it's pretty obvious that you're taking this for a reason. Yeah. It's not because you're depressed and you're back in your hometown where people fucking hate you. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite thing. I don't know if this was intentional in the movie, but it's when Axel is watching the sex tape. Uh, he's like alone in his office, by himself, his home office, by himself, like watching the sex tape. And Sarah walks in, and and she she asks what he's doing, and he's like, "Oh, I'm just I'm just watching like." I'm watching the tape from tonight or something like mm-hmm. that. It's like two, like just like having aggressive sex. Yeah. And she's like, okay, I'll, I'll let you get back to it. <laughs> it's like, it just made me laugh. It's like, yeah. you just watch it. Like you're like, you could have, you could have just like have said that. Yeah. But I mean, there's a reason why he's watching it because in the background we see that Tom is walking in Bye, front of their yeah. motel. Yep. So that puts him at the place of the
1: crime. Yep. And like, Everyone is all up in Tom. Like, everyone, like, the sheriff was like, everyone's dead because, or a lot of people are dead because of you. It's like, he was a victim, too. Like,
0: yeah, it's not like he did it on purpose.
1: Yeah. And also, like, yeah, that one night, Shorsh, those, however, six people died because of the fire. That was yeah. six people. Harry killed 22 people in one night and Tom would have been number 23. Right. And everyone always is like, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. You did this. You did this. He's like, had the sheriff not shot Harry, Tom would also be dead. Yeah, exactly. And rampage would have been going on.
0: Right. Huh. I mean, well, the sheriff knows that too, because when he breaks up a fight that Tom's having with some some townspeople at the local bar, he says, like, I've already saved your ass twice. I'm not doing it a third time.
1: Yeah. and that's when I was like, wow, great sheriff work. <laughs> I'll give you two, not the third pr- one. Isn't your role to serve and to protect?
0: <laughs> not not just two out of three times? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's well, at this point that Tom realizes the whole town hates him? Like, he met up with Sarah, and she told him, how, like, how shitty it was that he just, like, left after the accident and... She she blames him too, and she's like the one person that he thought like he would have like coming back into yeah. their into the town of Harmony. Um, Is that what it was called? It was called Harmony. Oh. Yeah. Um, so Tom also decides to return to the mines just to kind of, for old times' sake, and because he's going to sell it off, and probably just feels a little retrospective about it. He says, well, I'm going to go visit the mines, and when he does, he sees that. Um the The miner is there, and he gets and he gets attacked by the miner because he he goes to visit it, and a guy's like kind of like showing him around and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, he gets attacked by the miner. He gets in, entrapped in like this like cage sort of yeah. thing where all like the electrical work is,
1: which Le- is where he was standing at the beginning of the movie when he's like, "I know my fucking job, Harry." Right. Right. Yeah. Same cage.
0: Same cage. And then Harry the miner outside ends up like pickaxing that guy to death. So, so conveniently when people show up and it, it looks like Tom did it even though he's already like, trapped in this cage yeah. but people already fucking hate his guts and anyway, they're like Tom's back fucking killing people. Mm-hmm. Can't get enough.
1: Which, again, spoiler alert, we've already announced that it is Tom that is the killer. At the end of the scene or at the end of the movie when it's revealed that Tom was the one who was behind all the axings that scene in particular he takes the minor outfit off in that cage and uses the pickaxe in the cage to lock himself in there how did no one find the bloody pickaxe or the miner's costume in that cage with him
0: it makes no sense it makes zero that, sense. It, that doubles down on why this is a shitty twist exactly like
1: it would have been so make it axel Like, if you would have made it Axel or even the sheriff, like, someone else, it would have been so much more believable.
0: Totally. Yeah. Yeah, doing the whole double personality thing is lame. Super lame. We get a little bit more backstory here because Tom eventually goes to the hospital uh, because of the injuries that he had at at the coal mine which apparently he did to himself at this point. If we're, if I think we're it was going. when
1: he was banging into the door.
0: Oh, maybe that's what it was. Oh, yeah, but yeah, he was taking things stitch up on his arm.
1: Yeah.
0: Eh, I guess it yeah, checks out. Um, He has a little bit of a showdown there with Axel, and they, they, they kind of hash things out, like jealousy of, that was my girl, now it's now it's yeah. my girl, shit like that. Um, we also learned from the sheriff that um, uh, Harry wasn't – wasn't buried in the mine. He was killed by the. He was buried out in the woods.
1: Yeah, because he had escaped the mine that night, and then the sheriff and then uh, Tom's dad and someone else like hunted him down.
0: Yeah, they and did done. like a whole yeah vigilante justice. Yeah, killed him, buried him. But it turns out they took the burial site. Shit's empty. Yep. So it's like, oh my God, Harry's back. Yep. He was never dead the entire time. One of my favorite deaths in this, though, is the old sheriff that he's like drunk and home alone. And. Yes. And.
1: Uh, oh, I didn't watch that one. Yeah. My eyes were covered.
0: It was, it was good. It was real good. Like, it was probably the most realistic death of this entire movie. Yeah. No. Um,
1: Not the one where. You got the X oh, through the jaw. And that was the, genuinely man, hard mandalum, to watch. Mandelum? This? Alexa, what's your jawbone called?
0: Here's something I found on the web. According to streetdirectory.com, your calling is not merely a job or a profession, but it means your highest purpose on earth.
1: That wasn't my question. Alexa, what is your jawbone called?
0: Here's something I found on the web. According to streetdirectory.com, your calling
1: is not... Alexa, a job or a pro- shut up. Mandible.
0: Aha, uh-huh. I've heard that word before. Yeah.
1: The mandible, lower jaw or jawbone is the largest, strongest, and lowest bone in the human face. <laughs>
0: Face bones, and that
1: just got ripped off by a pickaxe.
0: Ooh, yeah, it got stuck from underneath and then pulled it directly out. Yeah, that was gnarly. That was so insanely violent. I, yeah. I, I was genuinely kind, of, kind of shocked. Yeah, by it.
1: I also didn't watch that one. Yeah, fully. But, I watched a little bit of it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I think you watched like the initial like puncture, but you didn't watch the rip out.
1: I watched. I st- I watched the start of the rip out, and then I turned away.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. yeah. Happens on a porch
1: Ugh. in
0: public. Yeah. Someone could have seen that. So that's how that guy dies. Yep. And uh, one of the other deaths I, I really liked is when the guy's home alone. And then he comes back into the house. Turns out the coal miner's in there. And he's laying on the ground. And then he tries to swing the pickaxe on him. But he moves out of the way. The pickaxe is sticking out of the ground. So then he picks the guy up, holds his head over the fucking pickaxe, and then just stomps on him. That was
1: Ugh.
0: That was insane because like you know it's coming. Yeah. Like as soon as you pick him up, you're like, oh shit. Yep. That's exactly where d- this is I going. I did
1: not watch that scene at all.
0: Yeah. Extremely violent. Yep. I guess really where the twist starts to like kind of play out in the in the in the final act of the movie is the movie makes you think it's either Tom or it's Axel because yep. Tom is saying it's Axel. Axel is saying it's Tom. Uh, but we finally get a little bit of concrete evidence here because um, Axel, she, or Sarah is with Tom. Axel gives her a call and she kind of tries to hide the call from Tom. Yeah. And Axel's like, you're in the car with Tom. You got to get the fuck out of that car right now. He's the one killing people. Yeah. So she dumbly grabs the wheel and has them crash the yeah. car super dumb. Well, because also at
1: the same time Tom's trying to convince Sarah that it's Axel. She he's like he's like did you know he had a house up wherever? She's like yeah, it was his dad's he uses it sometimes and she was like I don't think you you know what Axel's capable of. So like they're both trying to convince Sarah it's the other person. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Neither neither of them is like making a strong point either. Yeah. <laughs> really when it comes down to yeah. it.
1: It's not until Sarah just, stupidly tries to drive the car off the road um that she makes it to that cabin she finds the box of chocolates that megan gives axel Mm -hmm. and there's the picture of her and tom in it that axel had shown her at the beginning of the movie And then she finds all the empty Valentine's Day boxes.
0: Yep. So there's a whole stash of Valentine's Day chocolates there.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, okay, well, this is obviously, like, the hideout for whoever's fucking killing people. And, of course, the killer shows up. Yep. Um, Massive struggle there. Then they escape to the mines. Of course, this movie was always going to end up at the mines. Because that's, like, our main set piece yep. here they paid a like lot other, of money for it's that it's like a character it is it, we're, we're in the state of Pennsylvania there's probably a lot of mines there there's a lot of like Appalachia there
1: Allentown was a mining town oh yeah that's what Billy Joel sang about
0: damn for gold I want the gold <laughs> give me the gold I think it's the second episode in a row that's been referenced
1: yes it is because we did the fog last week <laughs>
0: Nope, no gold in this coal mine here. Uh, it's a showdown between our three leads, Sarah, Tom, and Axel. And it's finally revealed to us that Tom is an insane person because while they're all three kind of like blaming each other, he starts freaking out saying, Sarah, turn around, shoot him. He's right there. He's right there. And we can see that there's the coal miner, walks right past Sarah, gets right into Tom's face, Yeah. and the camera pans over and Tom's just talking to, to nobody. Um, yeah. So, he has delusions.
1: Yes. Of, of a coal
0: miner. Of a coal miner. Yep. Which is pretty terrifying.
1: Yeah. Those are terrifying costumes.
0: I will say, it is a scary looking costume. Yeah. For sure. A pickaxe is a good weapon. It's yeah. a good, big, terrifying weapon.
1: Yeah.
0: But the whole look is creepy as shit. Yeah. Not enough
1: force it. behind a pickaxe. You can do some fucking damage. Oh, yeah. Even without a lot of force, you can still do some damage.
0: Definitely. Cue the montage of Tom taking taking, taking the mask off, putting it back on, yeah. putting on, like, a ski mask, taking the ski mask off, digging up Harry's body, mm-hmm. writing with blood on the walls. It's like, they just kind of like, really hammered it home. It's yeah. Tom. Yeah. Yeah. I hate when movies do that.
1: Again, kind of boring.
0: Yeah. like the, You could be more creative about doing that. You don't have to, yeah. like, show us, like, oh, it was really, like, Tom there in this scene, writing blood on the wall. No, yeah. it's, it's so lame. Yeah. So lame.
1: But I think Sarah, someone ends up shooting Tom. Yes. Well, because there's a little bit of a chase scene that ensues.
0: It, and one thing I think that's kind of cool about the, the chase scene, there's a really cool effect where Tom is like walking down really slow behind everybody. And there's all these lights on the walls. And every time he smashes it with a pickaxe, when, it, when it flashes, there's a flash of the coal miner. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, you see, like, Jensen Ackles, and then when he smashes it, he flashes real quick like the coal miner. Yeah. I thought that was pretty neat. Like, it was kind of consistent when he was, like, coming through, like, smashing the lights. Yeah. That was pretty cool.
1: Yeah. It also felt very shiny-y. Like, because he kind of had a limp because he got in a car accident and he's walking to kill somebody.
0: A little bit. Yeah. Definitely.
1: I also made another reference to the the fact that the coal miner walked everywhere and still caught up to people a la michael and halloween i was like is this just this another holiday themed horror movie where the killer walks <laughs> and just gets to everybody yeah i mean the,
0: it's kind of a staple of the slasher genre until you had like something like scream where he was like, running after people but also being clumsy about it which is one of the best details about that movie yeah it's like it's a high school kid in a costume and he's trying to be a, play a killer and he's like
1: yeah.
0: falling all over shit yeah it's one of my favorite details about Scream.
1: Yeah, I agree. And because it's very realistic. It's my least favorite thing about horror movies, is when the killer is just walking and someone's full on running away from them, yet they somehow always catch up. It makes no sense.
0: Yeah.
1: None.
0: I'm willing to let it fly.
1: Nope. I can't I can't stand it.
0: Sarah does shoot Tom, and then we get this really cheesy shot here of the 3D bullet flying out of the gun flying through the air flying through Tom's stomach where we get the full blood and guts through his stomach until it hits a gas tank and of course there's another explosion. So we start the movie with a bang we end the movie with a bang.
1: Yep. And because shot was Tom and then exploded everyone assumed he was dead. So when all the people came when the paramedics came in and the hazmat guys came in to like clean up tom killed one of them and took his hazmat suit and left the fucking coal mine like yeah. no one thought to stay with his body to make sure that he was actually <laughs> dead
0: they, they never do in horror movies no. you need to get, they, people never check to make sure that someone's dead when they should absolutely check it yeah. seeing someone's dead yep
1: and then tom makes it out of the coal mine and into movie The last shot of the movie is Tom looking back at the coal mine.
0: Yes. Like taking his mask off. Yeah. Like like looking back at the coal mine. End of the movie.
1: That's it.
0: What sort of trivia do you have for My Bloody Valentine?
1: Really not a lot. The screenwriter, Todd Farmer, also appears in the film playing the role of Frank the Trucker. Oh, really? So he wrote in that scene of him banging Irene. Yeesh. Jamie King would later star in another remake of an 80s slasher movie, 2012 Silent Night, a remake of 1984 Silent Night, Deadly Night. Didn't know they remade it.
0: Neither did I.
1: Well, apparently Jamie King's in it. Interesting. Um, In the original script, the main scene for Betsy Rue's character was written differently with a lot less nudity. According to her, it was her idea to go totally nude. The first two characters killed on screen are named Jason and Michael, an homage to characters from the Friday the 13th and Halloween series where the killers are non-speaking. A direct reference to this film... A a direct reference to the films is how they die. Trademark features of the characters. I don't get it.
0: Weren't they just pickaxed?
1: Yeah. The first guy, who I'm assuming is Jason, got the pickaxe to the eye. The second one, who I'm assuming... Was Michael.
0: Yeah, he got the pickaxe through the side of his head when he was on the ground.
1: Yeah, I don't understand how that is a direct reference.
0: Yeah, that doesn't check out for me.
1: Hmm. I don't know. Um, in the 1981 original, the killer was Axel. Oh.
0: Yeah. So they try to reverse it in this one to keep you guessing. Lame.
1: What do you think the budget is?
0: It was 3D. Not a lot of like, big stars in this movie, but there was a lot of effects. I will say 28000 or $28 It's million.
1: $15 million. Okay. How much do you think it made? I will say it made a lot more money than I thought it did. Or I thought it was going
0: to. Well, I feel like this movie was a big deal when it came out only because it was a horror movie in 3D, which they hadn't done for a long time. Because yeah. that used to be like a big thing in like the 70s and 80s. I'm going to say, let's see, budget was 15. I'll say 68 million. More. Really? Mm-hmm. 89 million. 100,734,718. <sighs> yeah. Damn, that is a successful movie.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah, I you know you already said you know the tomato meter, but for the audience, while you think about it, um, I'll read you the critics consensus of my bloody Valentine 3d. This gory senses assaulting slasher film and is an, is an unpretentious effective mix of old school horror stylings and modern 3d technology.
0: Ooh. Um, so the, the critics horror was 60%. Okay. Audience. I think it's going to be lower. I'm going to say 45,
1: 44. Ah. Very close.
0: Just eked it out. And some ending questions for My Bloody Valentine. Who in the film could use a beer?
1: Axel. He needs to mellow out. He lost his mistress. <laughs> His wife probably hates him and is going to leave him. Mm Mm-hmm. Eh, Axel.
0: I would give it to the reporter that's in the beginning of the movie because she's got a report yet again that there was another massacre (laughs) on Valentine's Day. And she
1: got berated on national TV or local TV by a douchebag.
0: Yeah, by Axel himself. There
1: was one point in the movie, actually Sarah confronts, kind of confronts Axel that she knows about Megan and she goes... I'm not blind Axel, but it sounded like she said asshole, and I'm going to interpret it as her saying
0: asshole. (laughs) Yeah. Either name fits the character. Yeah, for sure. If you could save any character in My Bloody Valentine, who would it be?
1: I would probably save Megan. Megan. I mean, she's having an affair with a married man, openly having an affair with a married man, and she seems fine with it, but she was pregnant. Yeah. So. It's pretty shitty. Yeah.
0: I'd probably save the, the one kid that dies with the pickaxe through the back of the head with the eyeball.
1: Yeah, that's pretty bad.
0: Yeah. I mean, he was kind of being a dickhead, but he was also just like trying to have some fun. People like to have fun, fun at parties, yeah. and then he just got a pickaxe through the back of the head. Didn't no. even see it coming. No. If you could turn My Bloody Valentine 3D into a beer, what style of beer would it be and what would you name that beer?
1: I would make it a red velvet stout and I would name it Roses Are Red. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah. I was afraid you were going to take mine. Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Was that it?
0: No, no, oh. no, no. No. I thought you were going to get it with the name, but I like oh. that. One. Have you ever had a, like a red stout before?
1: I've had a red velvet stout. I don't think it was red, though. A uh, Bow's point makes a red velvet stout.
0: Oh, yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah. One of the craziest beers I've ever had, side note I've here. I've had a
1: white stout before.
0: Was it, like, white, though?
1: Yeah, you've had a white stout before.
0: Yeah, but they're not, like, white, white, though. Are they?
1: They're, they're like, they look like any pale ale or cream ale. Oh, yeah. So they're not, like, white, like, milk.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yes, you are correct. The craziest beer I've ever had in my life was at one of the four elf dark... One of the Dark Horse Four Elf parties I went to had a red stout. I'm not even kidding you. was the color of this right here. the fuck? It was like a like borderline like fire engine red, like kind of creamy opaqueness to it. The weirdest fucking thing. Yeah. The head on it was like super white. It was insane. Yeah. It tasted kind of plasticky. It was really weird. It was a really weird experimental beer. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, my beer for my Bloody Valentine would be... A, I would just go with a milk stout with cacao nibs, lactose, and caramel, and I would call it Be Mine.
1: Oh, I almost named mine that. Yeah, that's what, yeah. I, thought, that's what I thought you were going with yours, yeah. too. I was like, shit. But I, gotta keep, I had to keep it with the red theme.
0: Yeah. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. But I felt like naming it, like, Blood Red would be weird. <laughs> or Red Blood would be weird.
0: Red Blood Cells. Yeah. But S-E-L-L-S. L L S. What? Red blood cells, but spell it S E L L S.
1: S E And
0: then like donations of that beer Got can it. go towards like the American Heart Foundation.
1: Ooh, yeah. Oh. All right.
0: Something like that. So that's gonna do it for this episode of Hops and Fierce. You know where to find us online, so feel free to do that. Follow us, like us, share with a friend.
1: Yes. Five stars, rate review, subscribe, shop local, eat local, support local. And make good choices.
0: In life and in beer. Okay, bye. Bye.